Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Full of frustration. Full of despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory, pride, passion, in search of silverware. And they found Major League Soccer. I'm really sorry we're a little bit later than usual, but uh, we were sat in waiting for football to come home. This is the MLS UK show. However, we've given up and we're cracking on with it. Let's do another MLS UK show. I'm Elliot Holman. And I'm Henry Hewitt. Oh dear. Oh dear. Sometimes I think it's just important to focus fully on MLS, you know, give it our full attention. Yes, which is why I'm going to say, on a more positive note, Orlando lost again. (laughs) Can just one of my teams be good? Uh, We'll take a look back at last weekend's results and, of course, look ahead to this week's fixtures. It's going to be a tasty week of MLS and we've got a special guest sandwiched in the middle as well. Let's get cracking. MLS UK show. You start. Oh, how are you feeling? Very despondent. We've not really spoken about this, have we? No, uh, we didn't watch the match together. Um, but we we spoke to each other about, what, half an hour before the game? And we were like, next time we see each other, we could be in a World Cup final. And then Trippier scored after two minutes. I went crazy. Oh, so did I. And then, uh, yeah, it didn't quite work out, unfortunately, for England. But... Semi-finals, it's, uh, it's pretty good, pretty good. I would have taken that at the start. I didn't expect it. Gareth Southgate's done an amazing job, like amazing. Mm. It's hard to kind of put across, um, actually, I, I suppose people in, in America and Canada can probably relate to, to the situation where you fall out of love with your national team a little bit. Um, imagine now in America after failing to qualify for the World Cup that, that a coach came in 
and just unified everybody, got the players playing, brought through new talent, young talent, fresh blood, got the fans back on side. Uh, that's exactly what's happened with Gareth Southgate, and I just think we should be immensely proud of, of what they did. Yeah. Uh, however, you know what? In life, when you have a disappointment, you know, you should look at it face on. You should talk about it. It'll make you feel better. However, I think we're not going to do that. So for the rest of the podcast, let's not mention England. Let's not mention the World Cup. France will probably win it anyway. And let's just concentrate on what we love, MLS. For a working class lad from Manchester, that was quite profound. Did plenty of poets come from Manchester? My mum always used to say that life's like a box of chocolates. I, I don't actually know the rest. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. The good news is, World Cup's done, basically done with, yeah. and uh, we get to focus back on on what we love, which is Norwich City, Bolton Wanderers, Orlando City, well, and Atlanta. The only team that's <laughs> even remotely good there is Atlanta. Uh, it's really depressing coming back to this. I won't lie. Oh. I've had a distraction from how awful we are. Should we should we start with Orlando very briefly because we did an Orlando special last week. Mm. Um, James O'Connor's come in. It wasn't the easiest game, was it? To Let's start be honest. With? We, we spoke to Harry. I agreed. Um, Harry said, you know, it's not just going to change overnight, and, and he's right. You know, it's it's not. I think a, a home um, a week a week's training and a home fixture is is kind of required. Yeah. Um, and and so we'll we'll start to judge the same way that we didn't judge Christ early on as well because. Um, you know, he didn't have an easy start to the season. So, let's just be positive. Question scored. So, you scored for the first time in, what, like 20 games? So, nice, that was good. Nice finish as well. Uh, your defending was very poor, though. Only after Spectre left, though. That's uh, <laughs> that's an update. I'm just checking my Apple Watch. No, Orlando is still terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking. Right. Well, good win for LAFC. Uh, they are continuing to... I really like LAFC. Do you know what? Yeah. I really like what they're doing. The second now, a point off FC Dallas at the top of the Western Conference, and they're smashing it. And uh, we felt that in the World Cup, Carlos Vela was away. They had other players also. Uh, that Simon didn't play, but he was away for a while. We felt LAFC, this was their moment to have a bit of a slump. It hasn't happened, and... It's really impressive. LAFC, are they contenders for the MLS Cup? 100%. We Right. Take Atlanta, take New York City, for example. Um, Columbus had a very good year last year, all made the playoffs. We've seen that anyone can, anyone can um, beat anybody in this league. And so there's no reason why, when it comes to playoffs, that you might not get a little bit of a shock, a little bit of a surprise. LAFC, of course, they're not going to be your nailed-on favourites, but... You know, if if LAFC met Columbus Crew in the first round of the playoffs, you'd be like, okay, I could do that. And then it only, you know, even if you came up against an NYCFC, it only takes one good performance, and you put yourself in a really strong position. Anyone can beat anyone in this league. That's why we love it. Yeah. And if you qualify for the playoffs, you are a contender. They've scored forty-one goals this season. There's only one team who scored more: Atlanta United with forty-two. So that tells you everything. How they're their, their strike force was amazing at the start of the season anyway. They've added Diamande, and he's now scored nine, is it? He's scored a lot of goals recently. Uh, do, do you know what? Right. M- my feelings about this transfer are a little bit 
little bit weird because do you know how we're trying to convince everyone that MLS is is at least championship level? Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're trying to say they're on. He's literally left Hull, gone to LA, and just absolutely torn it up, suggesting to me that maybe that's not true. That's the only thing that's annoying me about this is that. It shouldn't be that easy to get, you know, Johnny Russell as well. It shouldn't be that easy to go from the championship to MLS and and do amazingly well. I, I'm starting to feel like I'm being proved wrong and I don't like it. Uh, I, th- I think, I don't think you're being proved wrong. I just think he's being used better. And also some environments players play a lot better in. Would you rather play in Hull <laughs> or Los Angeles? I know where I'd rather stay. Find me the, the grimmest place in LA and I'd still choose it. Exactly. Uh, right. Let's go, uh, we've got quite a lot of games to run by, so let's uh, try and pick up the pace a bit. Atlanta won again, I watched this game, 0-0, first half, Philadelphia had a few chances, but Atlanta weren't really creating anything, they got the penalty, Martinez took it away, Villalba's goal was very good, it was one of those performances where we'll run through the predictions in a bit, but I think I said it was going to be 2-0, Atlanta have done this time and time again, they did it at Chicago. They did, you know, they've they've done it where they've gone away, kept a clean sheet, and won the game. It was one of those games, and that's why they're top of the league. Back to winning ways. It's one win in five for Philly. I know that's very good compared to Orlando. Before anyone, you know, gets their back up, uh, but need to start doing better. They were a very good home team till mm. recently. Yeah, I I've got a feeling though that later on in the podcast their uh, away form may uh, may get a bit better. <laughs> When maybe, we <laughs> maybe when we look at what happened midweek, uh, Montreal beat Colo- uh, Colorado Rapids. Montreal have won now four out of four. Fair enough, two of those were against Orlando, but still four out of four, and they're rising up the table. The players, they 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 keeping it tight at the back. It's a good time to be a Montreal fan after a very poor start from them. They've done the reverse of Orlando, basically. They're, they're now on their run. Yeah. Pretty much, and it's pushed them up now into the playoffs um, in sixth place. And a couple more wins, they'll be sort of... They could potentially push the likes of New England and Columbus to get like a, a fourth, fifth place in the Eastern Conference. Colorado lost again. It's it's one step forward, three steps back for them, isn't <laughs> it, really? Um, so that continues. Uh, have you got the... Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? We've not used this in a while. Go on. Because New England Revolution and Seattle Sounders drew nil-nil. We did not come to this league. One more. We didn't come here for nil-nils. Did not get into MLS for nil-nils. I came to MLS to be hammered by Atlanta. (laughs) To be beaten 4-1 by LAFC. I want goals. Yes. To, to be fair to New England Revolution, social media had great banter with this. Uh, they posted the highlights, which were mainly just fireworks. So, <laughs> uh, fair play. Seattle Sounders, another nil-nil. We're going to be talking later on. The Guardian here in the UK have done an article on the uh, most watchable teams in MLS. Oh, I wonder where this is going. Seattle Sounders. Now, I looked down my list of how they've done this season. And when it comes to top goal scorers... I'll write, I'll write them in, but only if they've scored more than one goal. Mm-hmm. There's only one player on the list for Seattle, and that's uh, Brewing with five goals. The rest of their players who have scored have all scored one goal each, and there's not many of them. Are they going to go bottom of this watchable list? 
Mm, they won't. Do you not think? No. Okay, well, we'll have a look later on. Uh, SKC 2, Toronto FC 2. SKC are wobbling a bit. They are, yeah. I think the they would. this was a winnable game for them, especially the way Toronto have been playing, and it, they didn't manage to get it. They were at home. Now, that's three games without a win. Are they struggling, or can you see them turning it around? This tends to happen, doesn't it, in, in MLS? You'll have a, a, a really good spell, and then you'll have a not so good spell, maybe a little bit of a wobble. You, you see it, you see it time and time again. There's there's sort of patches, and and I wasn't surprised to see that um, that they'd struggled. It's the same with Toronto, so nearly, so nearly getting that win, mm. but just not quite. No, Toronto uh, are now well, they're tenth in the Eastern Conference. SKC, to be fair to them, are third in the Western. They're four points above RSL in fourth place, so they have got that buffer there to have a bit of a, a dry spell. They'll be looking to get back to winning ways. And, and the way SKC play, the attacking football, come on. When we've just had a nil-nil, they're the type of team that we want to do well. Exactly. Uh, right, Houston Dynamo 3, uh, Minnesota United nil. And uh, what I noticed about this game, if you've been watching uh, a team we weren't going to talk about because they've just been knocked out of the World Cup, in the World Cup, a lot of their goals come from set pieces. If mm. you're a fan of that, then you will love this game because Senderos <laughs> scored two goals. <laughs> From set pieces. Um, close your eyes. Don't look at any of your notes. Okay. Who's having a better season, Minnesota or Orlando? Um, it's difficult, this one, because I would go with Minnesota, but then that's just because Orlando have lost nine in a row. You forget that they won six. Was it six or mm, seven? Six, six. yeah. So I'm going to say Minnesota, but just. Same games played. Same points, same wins, ties and losses. Exactly the same. Uh, well, to be honest, it wasn't as clear-cut. I just said Minnesota because of Orlando losing nine in a row. So that, I, I, that's, I get that. That's like It wasn't as easy as... Uh, what, I don't know, Minnesota just... We said this on the last podcast. I think Minnesota, when they get the new stadium, it'll give them a bit more of an identity and I think that they will... Just uh, they'll have a better season. I think they go in the right direction. The the win against Toronto showed me that the players they've got they've got really good players. They just need to be a bit more consistent. Mm. Uh, Houston, no, another win for them. Um, although they're seventh, this is the Houston have won six at home, only won one away, and I think that's probably why they will end up sort of on the, pushing a playoff place. But they'll end up six or seventh, I think. I agree. Um, RSL. Beat our boys, FC Dallas 2-0. Dallas lose a game. I know, shocking. Uh, so that's what, their third game they've lost this season? Yeah, and I thought RSL played really well in this one. Dallas came back into it in the second half, but Ramondo at the age of, what, is he now 162? Um, seven, 174 in two weeks' time. Ah, right, okay. Uh, well, he made some good saves. And it was a special goal from RSL. Who's my, who's my favourite player for RSL? Here we go again. Roosnack. Who shares your birthday? And whose birthday was it on Saturday? I don't know. Albert Roosacks. Does that I? mean it was your birthday? It was, yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. Uh, so he scored on his... I was looking out for that, and I was like, go on, I really want it, and he scored the penalty, so... And then, uh, Lewis Silva, 
he every time he scores, it seems to be in the last minute. He did it again the other day. And loves drama. He loves a ninth. He's like normally a sub. He loves a ninety third minute just to. It's normally a breakaway, and he he loves it, and he did it again. Canadian fans will know Simeon Jackson. He was very much the same for Norwich City. Whenever he came on, he would score. There would be late drama. He got us promoted to the Premier League. Um, with a 96th minute goal that went in off his actual ass. Uh, so, um, yeah, shout out to Simeon Jackson. Uh, RSL, very much like Houston Dynamo, very good at home. Uh, they've won eight at home, lost one, drawn one. Uh, away from home, won one, drawn one, lost seven. So a bit more consistency away from home. And RSL, they're only six points off Dallas at the top of the table. If they put the more effort in away... They'd be they'd be top of the top of the uh, Western Conference. So very very good home side. Uh, speaking of good home side, LA Galaxy four 0 What a win this was against Columbus Crew. It's big that Columbus are Columbus are not the team you'd expect to get rolled four 0 No, uh, Zlatan again scored. Um, this was I didn't watch this game because I was celebrating my birthday. I managed to watch that lunch and I was like, I'm so tired now. <laughs> Uh, but watching the highlights, LA Galaxy just this is what we've been waiting for. This mm. is we know we they've got this. They just don't do it enough. But if you look at the table at the moment, they're eighth on twenty five points. A win in the next game, they could go into the playoffs. The it's that getting that tight in the Western Conference. And seven this, wins, seven losses. Yeah, this is what we want from them. This is a bit more consistency, and we know we can do this, especially with Zlatan up front. Good opportunity to kick on after a four 0 win. Uh, Vancouver Whitecaps 3, Chicago Fire 2. This was a good win for Vancouver. Brace from Kai. Yes, he's back. Uh, that's what I say, he's back. Has he gone anywhere? He just seems to have... Been... He dropped off a little bit, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Um, Vancouver move into the playoff zone. Chicago, again, for them, um, it's this consistency thing. And I don't think they've won a lo- enough games this season. They've only won six. That's we should be doing a lot better than that, in my opinion. What, what do you think of Chicago Fire? Lost more than they've uh, lost more than they've won. Never a good sign, as we know, with uh, Orlando and Toronto and DC. Um, it just seems like there's always they're, they're always involved in a game where the opposition will just outscore them. Mm. Um, even looking back to the start of the season, um, obviously the Philly game, which we're going to talk about in a bit as well. It seems like they're just always on the back foot in games. Yeah, well, they've scored uh, the third most amount of goals in the Eastern Conference, but they are minus six yeah. on the goal difference, which to tells be, you everything. To be seventh, but with that stat, tells you everything. Yeah. Uh, what alarmed me, I was watching the highlights of this game, what alarmed me, in, in Chicago, Ben's conceded four again. Uh, we'll talk about their match um, in midweek in a moment, but they scored. They conceded four in midweek, three at the weekend. The amount of space that Vancouver were getting behind the defenders through on goal... Vancouver scored three goals. It could have been a lot more. Mm. If you're playing a team like Atlanta, that is not good to be giving that amount of space away. No, and it's encouraging for Vancouver as well because that's put them into the playoffs. 26 points from 19 games. They've now won seven, lost seven. They need to kick on the same same way as uh, we said about LA Galaxy. Portland Timbers, a win against San Jose Earthquakes. Wasn't as uh, we were expecting it to be mm. three or four nil. It wasn't. It was two one. Armenteros, though the guy is he's been a revelation in my opinion since he he, he scored his first goal against LAFC after about ten games. Mm-hmm. He scored six goals now. What a player he's turned out to be. Two goals in this game. 
It could have been three, though. Did you see the the bicycle kick? Yeah. Honestly, if you're going to score a hat-trick, that's the way to do it. He narrowly missed, but got on his bike, got up in the air, uh, and, and I think hit the side netting, if I remember correctly, but uh, very good effort. The guy is an absolute baller, and this is what they've needed. Hmm. How long have we said, Addy, not good enough? Armenteros has turned up, and... Pff, Good luck trying to get him out of the team. Yeah. Uh, Portland Timbers, right? I asked you this with... Um... Chicago? No, who did I ask? We've literally just regarded it. This is England going out of the World Cup. Is, is, it's made my mind all frazzled. Who did I ask you about? Who could... LAFC, right? To win mm-hmm. the MLS Cup. Portland Timbers, 11 matches unbeaten now since that Orlando game. They're fifth. They've got three games in hand. They're fifth in the Western Conference... Are we looking at potential MLS Cup champions? I think we're definitely looking at potential um, Western Conference winners. I think they'll finish a lot higher than fifth where they're sitting now. Um, and I think that momentum will quite easily carry them across uh, a fair way across the line when it comes to the playoffs. I think they've got a good squad. Um, you know, un- the, the undefeated uh, run at home is very, very impressive. contenders for MLS Cup because like we discussed earlier on even if they were to to meet Atlanta there's no reason why they couldn't beat them in that in that game no well they drew against Atlanta didn't they Mm. so Uh, Portland uh, yeah I agree with you I think they've got a great chance at pushing on now and the longer that run keeps on going it's it's yeah it's uh, it's great to be a Timbers fan right now Timber Joey must be very happy oh he must be running out of log (laughs) <laughs> Moving on. Uh, right, Hudson River Derby. This was a bit of a strange game, really, because uh, on Friday, Jesse Marsh left New York Red Bulls. Mm. Obviously, Patrick Vieira had left New York City a few weeks ago, so it wasn't a usual Hudson River Derby, if you get what I mean. Mass was... exodus of New York. Yeah, uh, New York City won the game 1-0. Morales uh, exploited a late error uh, in the New York Red Bulls' defence. We Red Bulls. Uh, we're going to do a Red Bulls special in the next few weeks. Mm. Uh, well, when the dust has settled, where do you see them going now? Because the consistency is going to be there because they've got, you know, it's not like they've gone out and picked up a manager from another club. But it's not Jesse Marsh, is it? No, I mean they're in a good position. They can afford. I'm not saying that I want it to happen. They could afford a bit of a wobble. They won 50% more games than, than they've lost, which is a great start. Gives you a little bit of a buffer, a little bit of a cushion. Um, there is a bit of a gap opening up. So Montreal are in sixth with 24 points. Red Bulls have got 32. So they can afford a slight wobble in this transitional period. You know, I'm not saying... They, they, they might be absolutely fine, but they're in a strong enough position for it not to matter too much whereas Orlando need results instantly new yeah. managers got to come in and get results whereas I think um, not a lot will need changing he's not left for, for the wrong reasons and so actually someone just needs to come in and, and continue you know the excellent job that he's done Tyler Adams close to a move to Red Bull Leipzig mm-hmm. he'll be a big miss Valo is injured for the season Yeah, another big miss Red Bulls seem to do okay at the start of the season when they're in the Champions League and resting players. I think this is a big transfer window for them because they're going to have to replace Fallow. And then if you lose Tyler Adams as well, that's two in the midfield that have gone. But we've seen in the summer that they lost players in the summer, they brought players in, uh, seem to have gelled really well. I mean, if if you'd have 
said to me this time last year they're going to lose Sasha's question, you'd be you'd be like, what? Mm. Well, what are they going to do? But they, they've coped. They've done really well. They've they've bought wisely, and if they continue to do that, maybe they only need one or two faces to come in. Um, hopefully, the new coach will be consulted on that as well. I, I I don't see it being a problem for them at all. I th- I think they can easily finish top five without doubt. Okay, we'll remind ourselves of this <laughs> at the end of the season. Uh, just a, a last note on this game. I thought this was hilarious. Somebody tweeted uh, after the game saying that Alex Callens, the New York City defender, had uh, BWP in his pocket. Alex Callens liked that, and BWP saw he liked it. <laughs> so Quote retweeted it and went, I can't believe he liked it. Loads of laughing emojis. The audacity. Enjoy, guys. Beating us once in a while must feel great. See you soon. Signing out. And then he just put love daddy, which... Uh, well, that's weird. Yeah. but uh, I was on board until daddy. <laughs> but uh, I thought that was that was great. Alex Callen, I mean, that's got balls in it to like that tweet. Uh, you know, when BWP's tagged in it as He's well. had the, the thing is, BWP's had the upper hand over New York for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, he's, well, they've got their own back a, a bit. And uh, they won again last night. So midweek games, just two uh, this week. And New York City, it was uh, three second half goals. They beat Montreal Impact. So their run has come to an end. And New York City with the new manager now, that's three wins in four. And that this is the momentum that New York Red Bulls are going to have to try and get themselves. Yeah, they they almost need to, to copy their, their cross-city arrivals. Um, I've been really impressed with with the way that uh, New York City have gone about this, if I'm honest with you. Losing Vieira is a big blow, especially the position they were in. It's a great appointment. It's a really, really great appointment um, to have somebody with a with a CV like that. Uh, and and they've just kicked on. It's, it's as if Vieira was, was never there. Uh, and last but certainly not least, uh, probably the game of the uh, last 10 days, it's finished Chicago Fire 3, Philadelphia Union 4. Incredible. Uh, poor away record, poor record for Philadelphia, smashed. And this was, if you was a Chicago Fire fan, you must be ready to just tear your hair out. Especially, remember what happened the first game of the season when they played SKC and they got it back and then lost it right at the end. Mm-hmm. Exactly the same happened. Schweinsteiger equalised 3-3, 90 plus 4, and then David Akam in the 90 plus 5 won it for Philadelphia. Shout out to David Akam for the weirdest celebration as well. <laughs> like, it's so bizarre. So he smashes home the winner after this game, which has been backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Slams home a winner, takes his shirt off, slams it on the ground, presents himself to the fans, and then goes, "Oh, I used to play for Chicago. I feel really bad." And then just held his hands up. He's like <laughs> overcome with emotion, like "Yes!" Takes his shirt off, slams it down. Oh, oh, guys, I'm really sorry. Just holds his hand up, like "Sorry, sorry, sorry about guys. that one. Sorry about that one." Awkward. Weird. Uh, Kai Kamara has uh, quote retweeted and said that this should be uh, a new celebration included on FIFA 19, which I think is great. Yes, would love that. <laughs> uh, Nikolic scored again. Is Nikolic has had a bit of a quiet season mm-hmm. for his standards? Do you think he's uh, he's back at it now? I hope so. Like we were talking about Chicago earlier, they need to they need to get. Um, it's not even about the goals with Chicago though. It's about the defending. Mm. Um, he wouldn't need to continue this if you know, like like you say, they score a lot of goals. They also let in a lot more goals. So you know they need to they need to tighten up at the back before you start looking at the likes of Nikolic. Well, we'll see what we do uh, going forward. But it's good to see Nikolic getting goals again. Mm. Uh, but great win for Philadelphia Union. Right, let's see who has done better in the predictions. I I'm. 
Oh, I'm going to say it. I was right with Atlanta, and it <sighs> really put a cherry on top of the cake that was Atlanta's victory over Philadelphia Union. So let's see how we did. Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt, MLS UK Show. Go on. Do you know how I said I got the Atlanta score right? Mm-hmm. So did you. You also said 2-0. Yes. Uh, however, you got two scores spot on. You got Houston 3-0 right as well. Mm-hmm. But then the only other game you kind of got right was the Portland. You said it was 3-0. They won 2-1. Of course, uh, right outcome, we give five points. Right result, you get 10 points. So you've ended up on 25 points. Mm-hmm. You only got three out of the, what, 10 games the outcome's right. What have you got to say for yourself? How many points did you get? I got 45 oh, points. Okay. Well, that... <laughs> I only got one score, right? But then I said Montreal would win. I said uh, Houston would win. RSL would win. LA Galaxy would win. Vancouver would win. Portland would win. LAFC would win as well. So I'll tell you what I'd like to say. Yeah? This is why we love MLS. You can't predict it. Unless you may. MLS UK show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Big weekend this weekend for DC United. Yes, moving into a new ground, the Audi Field, having a new star player in the Wayne Rooney. The Wayne Rooney. The Wayne Rooney. Uh, So we're about to speak to Jim. He's from DC United with Pride, an LGBT group but uh, with uh, DC United. So with everything that's going on in MLS at the moment, there's a lot of uh, the Pride initiative. Also, Colin Martin of Minnesota United has just come out as gay. Mm -hmm. So we thought he'd be the perfect person to speak to. Exactly. Jim, welcome to MLS UK show. How you doing? Yeah, doing good. Tell us Enjoying a little... the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and your um, your your history with with the club you love, DC United. Yeah, well, uh, I've been a season ticket holder. Um, I had some season tickets at the beginning with friends um, uh, and some family. Uh, they dropped off. I continued to keep up uh, my season ticket holder um, through my coaching career. Um, I had connections with DC United and used to run. Uh, regional camps for them over in uh, uh, over towards Annapolis over in a park area um, many years ago before they started their uh, development academy uh, was part of the district development program um, and so I've been a supporter of them from the start and uh, continue with my uh, season tickets to the new stadium now uh, well this is what we're uh, we're all excited about with MLS the story of the weekend is that DC are moving in finally into the new ground Audi Field? How excited are you? I'm uh, very excited. It's uh, it's been a long time coming. We've uh, heard um, promises of this for quite some time, and uh, been round and round with various government uh, uh, officials and, and different um, uh, different groups uh, to get the land developed and the, uh, location selected. And I think I've finally done it. And, uh, I was at the ribbon cutting ceremony yesterday. So it was nice. Uh, Jim, I, I've seen reports on Twitter, a few screenshots as well, that, that the final tickets are going for about $350. Please tell me they weren't all that expensive. No, 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 no. Uh, they were not. Um, if you renewed your season seats and everything, or you got stuff early uh, before Wayne Rooney joined us, um, they uh, they were a little more reasonable. 
um, so I, I was I was one of the lucky ones early on um, to uh, to renew mine. So, have you felt with uh, the announcement that Wayne Rooney has signed for DC United, which we'll get more onto in a moment? But have you have you found that there's going to be more fans uh, going to the matches now because of Rooney? Has it enlightened the DC fans again? Um, yes. Uh, short answer is yes. Uh, long answer is uh, probably a lot of folks that maybe followed the sport or followed DC sports in general, not necessarily soccer um, or football, um, have now now have a reason to come to some games. Maybe they won't be season ticket holders at first, um, but now you've kind of piqued their interest and they want to find out what this is all about. Um, it's... Uh, put us in a position of being talked about where normally maybe we wouldn't have been um, on the uh, sports horizon here in uh, D.C. So I, I think it'll bring a lot of those fringe fans of either just generally D.C. sports, because we've got a very loyal fan base here that support all the various uh, major league soccer from the women's premier, women's uh, professional soccer um, to the Redskins to uh, the Washington Nationals. Um, obviously the Caps just won uh, the Stanley Cup. So the D.C. fan base is always looking for other ways to go out and enjoy sports. And so it's nice to uh, – I think this will help bring some of those uh, fringe fans uh, into our sport. Uh, we, we've mentioned on the podcast previously that when the when the Rooney deal was first sort of when, – when the idea was first muted, uh, a lot of people weren't particularly – Impressed, a lot of DC fans were like, well, he's not particularly the answer, especially for, for that amount of money. Are people starting to change their mind? Because I know that w- we very much disagree, having seen Rooney week in, week out for, for Manchester United and Everton, and, and of course, on the international stage as well. He's been incredible, and I think he's still got a lot to offer. Yeah, I think he still has a lot to offer. Unfortunately, he gets uh, uh, maybe some of that is tainted by other individuals who have come to this league um, and not put forth the effort. Um, and just sort of cashed in and uh, been just sort of a name and a marketing ploy. Um, but for the, anybody who follows uh, English Premier League or, or who has seen him play internationally or has seen him week in, week out, you know his level of effort and his level of commitment. Um, I mean, he's ruthless on the field. And uh, his commitment to, to winning a game, I've never seen him take plays off. Um, I've never seen him... Uh, put less than 100% in, and, and, and we're hoping that that sort of effort and that, that sort of commitment uh, will sort of spill over to the rest of the team, uh, and uh, people will recognize that he's not just here for a marketing play, that he's here to to play. And uh, if it is just a marketing play, then it will be short-lived, and he'll move on to some place where he can play and compete. I think uh, you're you're exactly spot on there, as well as his ability regardless of that there is a part of Wayne Rooney that cannot just give 95% 97% he is just constantly involved in the game whether that's because he's given the ball away and he's chasing back 50 yards to go and win it back uh, or whether he's grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck and and pulling his teammates along with him and saying look you know we need to dig in here Wayne Rooney will always give you 100% is that something that DC's definitely been missing well, it's it's definitely part of our DNA. Uh, it maybe is something that we've been missing in the last year or two, having pieces together. Uh, this team is pretty resilient, and um, just our history and the DNA in the club is never to give up, always to fight to the to the end. 
Um, you know, we've won uh, um, championships, uh, but we've also lost them. And uh, that, that drives us. Uh, so having that sort of m meld with our DNA is really good. And I, maybe, maybe a fresh perspective, maybe a, a new set of wheels um, with Rooney coming in, sort of reinforcing that. That's, that's our identity. And so I think it matches up well in that regard. Um, but where he's going to be positioned on the field and how he's going to be deployed um, to be most successful will be something to see. Uh, so is this all part of like a, a, a bigger project then for DC going forward now in the next few years? Do you see uh, maybe pushing for playoffs uh, with alongside a new stadium? And, and will there be more players like Wayne Rooney coming playing for DC? Yes, I think it's uh, it's an effort to recapture our our identity again. Um, to be a club that will fight uh, for wins and fight for points, um, and a and part of a longer term project. Um, uh, we've been uh, fairly good over the years of finding younger talent from time to time to fill in spaces, um, and and very selective on acquiring uh, more experienced veteran players. But in in uh, the last year or two. I think an effort longer term uh, to regain that identity where you see Paul Ariola, um, uh, you see uh, now with now with Rooney, um, we've got uh, players who are who will not give up, who will chase back, uh, who will give it uh, uh, that effort, and I think bring other players along with them. So yeah, I think it's part of a longer term project, not just a one off. And uh, I'm kind of excited to see what um, what effect it has on the team going forward. The new stadium is a nice boost, um, certainly an adrenaline boost for anybody walking in playing their first home match. So we open that this Saturday, and uh, hopefully that'll put us on the right path, uh, pick up three points there and, and continue that momentum going forward. But I think it's a longer-term uh, vision for the club that we're excited about. I don't think it's just uh, DC United fans as well. I think it's um, people like ourselves who who do this uh, this MLS podcast every week, and for the last couple of years, I've just seen DC United, you know, moving around the the bottom three, uh, not picking up too many points, not scoring too many goals. I think it's a big boost in terms of bringing a bit of of glamour to the club, a, a big name, uh, and hopefully the start of something that will will really help DC kick on. I think that's really important as well. Yeah, I think that's what we're we're hoping for, and that's the idea. So, and certainly as a fan, um, I, I'd like I'd certainly like to see that uh, back to uh, not the glory days, but writing a new chapter in our history um, as a club. So, as a supporter, I, I I would really very much hope to see that uh, that is the case. Yeah, I think I think we all want to see that deep down. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, DC United with pride. Well. Um, so I organized a uh, Pride Night um, along with our partners. Uh, so I'm part of the Federal Triangle Soccer Club in D.C., an LGBT uh, uh, club in D.C., part of the International Gay and Lesbian Football Association, um, who uh, uh, have for many years brought our volunteers out as thank yous to D.C. United Games. And uh, so we started partnering with our team, uh, Team D.C. Uh, partners, to uh, be part of their Night Out series. And... Uh, Combined with DC United and their support, uh, and they have been very supportive over the years uh, as a club um, to us and, and to the community. Um, I wanted to bring more of the community out, uh, and I wanted to bring uh, more folks that, again, maybe on the fringe of uh, uh, sports fans, 
out into a kind of welcoming environment. So as raucous and as uh, as crazy as it can be in the stands sometimes, I want people to go out, have a good time, uh, regardless of uh, who you are. I want you to be there, have a good time, and support the team, especially the home team. And in recent years, the last two years, the MLS has really uh, stepped up a little bit more with their recognition and initiatives. Uh, this year is kind of the first year for their Soccer for All. So uh, we've been doing this uh, night out, United night out there with DC United for uh, over eight years now. And uh, um, we were the first club to do a You Can Play Project video, the first one to do an It's Get Better video um, to reach out to, uh, to LGBT youth and LGBT folks uh, within the community and let them know that, uh, hey, if you can play, you can play. And uh, that's part of DC United's uh, you know, wanting to be part of the community and wanting to support the efforts. So we're, we're excited about it, and uh, it's, a, uh, it's a good group. And we're looking forward to it on the 25th this year against the New York Red Bulls. Uh, now, you mentioned there about MLS as a, as a league supporting what you're doing. Uh, here in England, the Premier League has been criticised a lot for, for not doing so much for the LGBT community and, uh, and really it kind of forgetting about that, that supporter base. Can you tell us more about what MLS has done as a league to, uh, to unite everyone uh, for like a great cause like this? Well, uh, unfortunately, I don't think they've done enough um, yet. Um, and they haven't uh, they haven't done enough to reach out to the community, I think, uh, in in the past. But they're starting to uh, figure out what that looks like for them. Um, and so helping clubs and supporting clubs, because it really is going to come from a grassroots effort in the community. And it's going to come from a club level, as it does in the Premier League, where the clubs are going to spearhead the effort with the support of uh, either the EPL or, in our case, the MLS, um, behind them. And so I don't know that the, the league is necessarily reaching out or doing anything specific in the community that I've seen. Um, they certainly haven't done that in, in our case, um, but they have been supportive and recognized uh, DC United's efforts to do just that. And so that's where, at least in our case, and I can only really speak for us, is that uh, DC United from a club level has made that effort um, and has continued to try to look for new ways to bring fans in and to reach out to the community. Um, and now they're getting the support of the league. Um, so, yeah, I would guess uh, very similar to the EPL, maybe not getting uh, involved in the community so much as the clubs are. Um, now, of course, last week the, the Minnesota player Colin Martin, he came out as gay. He was one of the first... MLS players to do so. Uh, do you think with with stuff like that, is is that going to push the MLS to uh, look at this a bit more and to support it a bit more? Yes, I think so. Um, it it brings it home a little bit more, and you know the the connection there for us is that Colin used to play for DC United before he went off to uh, Minnesota. So it's certainly uh, nice to see him. Uh, we knew him in the community, um, but. Uh, don't know that he was necessarily out here at DC United, and I don't know that any of the staff or or executives really knew. Um, uh, he wasn't really. Um, uh, I think that sort of effort and that sort of public uh, uh, announcement and his proclamation, sort of being himself, um, makes them realize that there are players uh, out there, as well as fans, um, as well as staff. 
um, that they're recognizing this this affects them, this impacts them, it's part of their crew. And so you've seen more of an effort from a league for them to um, uh, come out publicly and say that they are for non-discrimination and they are for everybody um, enjoying the game. They want to make sure soccer is for all. And I think that that comes from folks like Martin stepping out and saying, uh, yes, and it was very brave of him to do so. Um, certainly in the professional ranks, it's uh, it's unusual, um, but certainly appreciated from, from our perspective. So we, we applaud him for that. And I think the MLS is taking more notice. And as I said before, the clubs are recognizing this as well um, from the community standpoint. Now that they've got players, I know there are staff in the MLS uh, that are part of our community. Um, and so it's... Uh, it's taking, taking more of a lead now. Um, I think that's going to be important. Secondarily, I think the sponsors want to see that sort of inclusion and that sort of diversity and that sort of acceptance, uh, especially when they're putting money behind and, and investing in the, uh, in the league and in the clubs. I think the 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 best thing I can I can say on this is that in my experience of soccer here in the UK, we certainly haven't seen in, uh, enough. I don't believe there's there's any um, hostility. I don't believe it would be frowned upon in 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 any way. I don't believe there's an issue. I just don't think it's been recognised enough. Um, and that was brought home to me when when I went to Orlando for the first time. Went to the the stadium saw the the seats um you know watched the the tribute that they've done went to the um the the site of the you know the the pulse um memorial and and it made me really really emotional and and i think it's because i've never seen um lgbt community and and soccer put together before and and it was once that i once i got emotional that's what made me realize that it doesn't happen enough over here i agree or nor here, <laughs> but, you know, and and I think Orlando is is certainly done a, a wonderful job, and and uh, I I appreciate and applaud their efforts to to be part of that community and the community reaching back out to them as well and identifying with them uh, has been uh, quite nice to watch and uh, and and sort of healing for uh, for a number of people. So it's nice to see. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Really great to chat to you. And uh, good luck for the home opener. Uh, we, well, are, we, we are rooting for you because we want to see Wayne do well. We want to see DC turn it around. And uh, and I really love uh, the look of Audi Field. I hope it goes really well for you. That sounds good. Thank you very much. We look forward to it. I did three points. Sorry, Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. Enjoy your weekend. Bye. You too, bye. The MLS UK Show. Thanks, Jim. What a good chat that was. It's really, really... We actually, I'll be honest with you, we had loads of people from uh, DC United who were really excited to speak to us, loads of volunteers, but I just thought that that was... You know, yeah. That, that, that just fitted in perfectly with, with everything that's going on and, and really good chat with Jim. Uh, so The Guardian here in the UK, a newspaper who actually, to be to be fair to them, they actually do quite a lot on MLS. They actually have mm. an MLS page on their website. And every now and again, they did it with uh, social media presence from Emma, MLS, which we discussed in episode two. I and think. how much they love Atlanta and are obsessed with Atlanta. Well, you'll love this. Uh, they've done the <laughs> uh, MLS watchability rankings. Oh. So they're basically which are the most entertaining teams for people like us who are MLS fans or people getting into MLS for you to watch on the television. Um I'd say Atlanta United for the right reasons and Orlando City for the wrong reasons. 
Uh, well, unsurprisingly, Atlanta United have finished first. They say it's a perfect viewing experience for any fan uh, because of obviously, especially when they're at home, it just looks the razzmatazz. We go to US sports and Canadian sports for the razzmatazz. You've got tradition here in the UK and you've got everything in America, right? Like, <sighs> in Canada. Yeah, well, you know, Atlanta give you that and they're really good on the eye as well. Yeah, uh, I'd say let's go right to the bottom. Who do you think they. Uh, who do you think they've voted as the worst team to watch? The least entertaining team to watch here in MLS? DC or Colorado? It's Colorado. Right. 23rd. Uh, Seattle in 22nd, which is funny because earlier on in the podcast, mm. I mentioned that. Just because I'm noticed... surprised at that. Just because I think aesthetically they're quite a good club. Yeah. I know that shouldn't matter, but I think they're, I think they're in a different league. In, from your DCs and your Colorados. Yeah, well, the thing with Seattle is, and Sounders fans, feel free to tweet me about this, is that whenever I've watched them this season, I just find them quite difficult to watch. They're quite cluggy. Yeah, this season. Yeah, but, I mean, we're going off this season. Like, they're just quite cluggy. And it's, how can I explain that? It's just like, there's not free-flowing. It's just a bit... If anyone knows what cluggy means, pl- please feel free to let me know <laughs> cluggy, as well. Cluggy, clunky, it's not free-flowing. It's a bit difficult to watch them, I think. But aesthetically, with the, the stadium and the, the green shirts, yeah, they're very pleasing to watch. Mm. Uh, DC United finished 21st. Whether that'll change in a new stadium and with Wayne Rooney joining the ranks, we'll have to wait and see, see if we do it next year. Um, RSL in 19th. I love watching RSL, so I'm quite I, surprised. I'm surprised by that. Uh, if we go straight up to... i tell you what, let's go towards Orlando City. Portland Timbers in ninth. Again, quite surprised by that. SKC in seventh. LA Galaxy in sixth. That's surprising. Hmm. I don't think necessarily... I think their reputation precedes them there. Yeah, but then you think of Zlatan and you think of... Hmm. If you're a, a Fairweather MLS fan, I'll... I'll I suppose the Ashley Cole, the Zlatan. Yeah, Yeah, I get it. And all you've seen on social media is Zlatan's goal against LAFC. You probably think, oh, I'll support LA Galaxy. Mm. They're sixth. Orlando City have managed somehow to be in fifth. Well, I think we'd all agree with that. Maybe maybe should have been top three. Uh, Well... You know what, Orlando, with it, they can pull out a 4-3, three, a 3-2, three, an entertaining finish, so I'm not surprised by that. The guy here has written, this is his first line, Orlando City's season has played out like a Shakespearean tragedy. Tragic heroes, fatal flaws, internal conflict, external conflict, and comic relief. Which is very poetic. Yeah, I couldn't argue with that. Uh, then New York City in fourth, New York Red Bulls in third, LAFC in second, and obviously Atlanta first. What do you think about that? Would you agree with that top five or six? Because they seem to be the, I would say the biggest clubs, maybe without Seattle, but you know the biggest MLS clubs, the ones that if you was to go into the the general public in the United Kingdom, who would say, "Oh, I've heard of them." Mm. So, do you think that's right? I would, I would agree. I think there's a there's a few that are that are questionable. I think uh, currently. Orlando might be great to watch, not for Orlando fans. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and I'm surprised by by the likes of Seattle being right down the bottom. But um, I would I would argue that Toronto belong up there. Toronto, um, where did Toronto finish? Toronto were 11th. Mm, see, that surprises me as well. But I think the, the general gist is there. So uh, I'd, I'd 
it's credit to the Guardian for doing stuff like this. Again, it's it's like we're trying to do it. It's, it's putting MLS into the minds mm. of people in the UK. Um, and if it gets more Atlanta United fans by putting them first, then who am I to complain? Oh. This week in MLS. Oh, good. The more more football from Orlando to look forward to. <laughs> good God. Right, let's start right at the top. Uh, no matches again on Saturday. Well, Saturday day here in the UK. So um... I've written my predictions already, so we can I can just hammer through. Okay. New York City versus Columbus Crew. Where do you see this going? 2-1. To New York City? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Undefeated at home. Yeah. Uh, uh, New York City at home, you have got to... You've got to give it to them. You've got to predict them. Uh, even with a change of manager, he's still smashing it. I think it'll be 3-1 this to New York City. Mm, okay. New York Red Bulls, Sporting Kansas City. I've gone for goals. Yeah. This will be a really interesting game because both sides have kind of took a hit a bit. Mm. New York Red Bulls not necessarily in performances or uh, results, but with potentially losing half the team and the manager going. Go on, you you predict this first. 3-2. I think Red Bulls will just edge SKC because they're wobbling a little bit. But like you say, they're both, both in a bit of a struggle at the minute. But SKC on the road, just fancy Red Bulls. I'm going to go opposite. I'm going to go 2-1 to SKC. Okay. I think Wouldn't Red... surprise me, by the way. No, I think Red Bulls are going to continue. I think they're going to have a slip. And SKC, this is a great time for them to, to get a win, get back into winning ways. Uh, Montreal Impact versus San Jose Earthquakes. This is on at half 12 in the morning, Sunday morning here in the UK. A few weeks ago, this would have been a nightmare to predict, but I'm going to go for a slender 1-0 home win. Yeah, I think Montreal, they'll be disappointed that the run's come to an end against New York City. I think it'll come back, uh, but I think it'll be 2-0. Okay. New England Revolution, LA Galaxy. This is half 12 as well on Sunday morning. Uh, The Revs despicably got a 0-0 draw last week. LA Galaxy uh, made up for that by scoring four. Where do you see this going? I'm going for a one-all draw. Hmm. I I can see New England Revolution winning this. I can see them winning it uh, 2-1. Okay. Uh, unsurprisingly, Sky Sports have chosen this match <laughs> uh, on Sunday morning. It's at 1am. It's DC United versus Vancouver Whitecaps. Do you think Rooney will start? I'm not sure. I don't know about his. I don't know about his fitness. You know, we're not talking preseason here. We're we're into the second half of the season, where you know you, you need to be at, at full fitness. I don't know what his what his status is. What I can tell you is, um, I want to put a bet on. Okay. I want to go for a two-two draw. Right. Wayne Rooney to score the second goal. Just in general. In general. Okay. I think I don't think Rooney will start personally because if you look at DC United the last few games they've they've not really made many changes. They'll want that moment, that Zlatan moment that that he had. They'll want that to 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 bring him on. Yeah, I I I think they will bring they will obviously bring him on. Hopefully they're in a stronger position than Galaxy were <laughs> when they brought Zlatan. Yeah. On. Um but DC are scoring a lot of goals lately like they scored four against Toronto. They scored two against New England Revolution and LA Galaxy. Um it's annoying. 2-2 two, two would be a... I think 3-2 to DC United. Matic's will score. And then, yeah, you know what? 
we love MLS for the drama of it. We love it for the Hollywood aspect of it. And it's just Hollywood for new stadium, get a win, Rooney to score the third goal, 3-2 DC United. Remember the name, Wayne <laughs> Rooney. Uh, FC Dallas versus Chicago Fire. Uh, Toyota Stadium. Do you think Dallas will get back to winning ways? Do you know what I said earlier about the wobbles? They come in, come in patches. I'm going to go for a one-all draw because I think Dallas could struggle. Really? You know what? You just know how it goes in MLS. You have a you have a wobble and it can take you a while to get back. I fancy a, a one-all draw. No, Dallas to win. They'll get back on it. Dallas will win three-one. Mm. Minnesota versus RSL. I'm going RSL. 2-1. Really? With their away farm? Yep. 2-1. Well, one away all season. Minnesota are just as bad as Orlando, remember? We've proved this. True. It's not Roosnats. That's really bad. It's not Roosnats' birthday this week, though. Or yours. <laughs> yeah. Not yours, either. Uh, no, nah, Minnesota. I, RSL away from home. I just don't see it happening. I think Minnesota will win this one 2-1. RSL are going to make that change. It's happening. I like RSL. I hope we do, but 2-1. Oh, good Lord, have mercy on my soul. Orlando City versus Toronto FC. Hasn't this just come at the perfect time? After all that we had, all the issue we had with Toronto fans in the first few weeks with this podcast, they weren't happy because we were stating facts. that <laughs> They lost games. Yeah. Um, Orlando City now have lost more games. Um, Orlando could equal an MLS record oh, number of defeats in a row. And you just know it's going to happen. Orlando City nil, Toronto FC 2. Toronto get that much-needed win. I can just see it coming. I'm sorry. We all know I love them to bits. We all know I'll fight for them to the death, but I'm just in acceptance now. I've just resigned myself to it. And I'm sorry if there's Orlando fans listening to this and you disagree and you're angry with me, I'm sorry, but you must have more resilience than me. Toronto have won one in seven. Orlando have lost the last nine. Oh my goodness! What a game to try and predict. You know what? I'll I'll give you a little bit of hope. You won't lose, but I don't think you'll win. I think this will be. I think it'll be two two. No, I will lose. And you'll get a last minute equaliser, and it'll turn it all around. I'll take that. Certainly. Uh, Colorado Rapids are at home to Houston Dynamo. I'm going for a Dynamo win, two one. I, I Houston for me are exactly like RSL and a lot of other teams. You just don't seem to do it away from home compared to the home farm. Colorado, they picked up a bit of farm and now have lost it a bit. Um, I think Colorado actually will. I think they'll cause a surprise. I think it'll be three two to the Rapids. Okay, your boys Atlanta taking on Seattle. It's the most watchable team in MLS versus the second worst watchable team in MLS. I've gone for 4-1 and I don't think you'll disagree. No, Atlanta back in farm again with that win over Philadelphia Union. This is also on Sky Sports uh, on Sunday evening. Yeah, I think if you're watching if you're watching Sky Sports on Sunday evening, the World Cup will be over and you're looking for some MLS action. What a perfect team to watch. The most watchable team in Major League Soccer. Um, I don't think Seattle will score. I think it'll be 3-0 to Atlanta. LAFC versus Portland Timbers. I'm going for goals again, and I'm going for 3-3. 2-2. I see this being a draw as well. 
Uh, both teams very good, playing very well. I just think they'll cancel each other out. But we'll see some goals, so 2-2. Two, two. Uh, so that's it for MLS. Just We'll mention this a bit late next week, but with Orlando, how they're playing at the moment, you've got the US Open Cup next week. How do you think his mentality is going to be going into that? When it started, I was like, we're in a good place. We don't need to be messing around with the cup. Now we're in a terrible place and we're still in the cup. Are Atlanta in the cup? No, we're oh, not. you're not in the cup. We're no. top of the league. Uh, well, I'd rather be in the cup. Focus on... Uh, there's no point concentrating on the league. You can't get relegated. Uh, so I think I think we've just got to go and try and save our season now. Let's go and win something. Okay. Well, we'll discuss more about that next week. <laughs> Sorry. He can't, he can't deal with the fact that Orlando... Like the, even the thought of Orlando winning is just funny. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't disagree. Right, get in touch if you uh, think Orlando will turn it around, or if you uh, if you if you just want them to turn around like me because you're just sick of talking about them. Tweet us at MLS UK Show. You can also DM us your predictions for this week. And um, you know what? You got a lot of stick after that Atlanta game. So if Orlando managed to turn it around against Toronto FC, obviously Toronto fans won't be doing it. But if you support another club. Just tweet Elliot a bit of, say well done or get in, something to cheer him up a bit. If Orlando just score, right, if Orlando score a goal at any point in this 90 minutes, I don't care if it's (laughs) 10-1, just tweet me, just give me some get-ins. Lots of capitals, lots of exclamation marks. Let's just get this feel-good factor because England are at the World Cup and we went a long way and it it really hurts. Like, it hurts a lot. and. The championship's about to start, and Norwich City are going to be terrible again, as usual. And Orlando are terrible. And I, just, just help me, please. I, like, I beg you. Just if, if Orlando score, let's go crazy on Twitter. I'll just, I'll retweet everyone. There you Guarantee. Go. There you go. So, um... <laughs> please. Right. Thanks for listening. Subscribe. Do all of that. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at MLS UK Show. Can we focus on Instagram and Facebook, please? We've got a lot of followers on Twitter, but we need a bit of love on Instagram and Facebook. So uh, MLS UK Show on Instagram and Facebook. And if you aren't following us on Twitter, well, please come on. Get involved. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. You'll get it as soon as we drop it every week and enjoy a feast of MLS as the World Cup comes to an end. Thanks for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network.